Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Raw Podcast. Thanks for everyone with their feedback as well. If you're listening through iTunes, after you listen to this podcast, make sure you put a review in. It could just be one line just to say how much you're enjoying it or any words of wisdom. And also feel free to um, give it a rating as well. The more ratings that it receives, the higher up the list it goes. This episode is with a man who played in two premierships for Richmond, 1967 and 1969. But for many, he's most famous for being the man in the corner of the photograph when Royce Hart takes his famous mark. This is Bill Brown. Uh, so, Bill, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate that. Do you look back and think, my goodness, 67, you know, we're, we're, it's over 40 years ago? True. <laughs> has the time gone quickly? It has. <laughs> it does. And getting quicker. Yeah. Do, do you find yourself, have you ever sat down and watched the grand finals again? Uh, I did when we had some visitors over from New Zealand and we were showing them the, the son-in-law's parents. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's about the story. And my grandson, he's sort of getting to the stage now. He's showing interest in Aussie rules. And uh, and uh, so I dare say I'll sit down and, and play it again with him. And... Uh you know, I was watching it a lot long ago, the 67 Grand Final, and it's just a different style of football compared to what's happening now. Oh, yeah, well, it is. I mean, you're looking at amateurs versus uh, really true professionals now. Because you, you would have had a job at the time, wouldn't you? Yeah, we did. What was that? State, State Bank. So you were working the State Bank? Yeah, and that's where uh, Richmond sort of got me when I was... Uh, I played for the amateurs... Uh, Victorian side over in Burnie back in 1961 and um, they uh, they got me from there so you were playing so you, you represented state, I was playing for the state bank in B division Yep. and I was the only player from B division to go and get in this um, Victorian team right and um, and I did alright on that day and uh, Rich, Graham Richmond uh, sent me a little message, he wanted to have a chat, and so that's where it went from there. I have many people's memories of Graham Richmond. Most of them say that uh, he called, he would call everyone Cocker? <laughs> Is that what he called you? No, no, he, he called me all sorts of things, but <laughs> not Cocker. <laughs> he was, I mean, when you knew him, obviously he, he wasn't at the height of his powers as such as Richmond as an administrator, was he? Yeah, I, the, the biggest change in Richmond while I was there in, from 62 to 71 was uh, Graham Richmond, Alan Swab and um, Ray Dunn. Ray Dunn was very good because he could control Graham Richmond and also Swabby, but Graham was the real uh, Richmond. Uh, he was just... Uh, he wanted to take over the world, and, and Ray Dunn used to quieten him down and and get him, uh, you know, to be realistic. And um, and once those three got together, and they worked out what sort of game we were playing, which which they all said we weren't playing any sort of a game. So that's when they they got uh, Len Smith mm. and uh, the flick pass and all these, you know, the new. Era. It was 
basically a new era, and that's when it all started. And unfortunately, Len Smith uh, had a, a problem mm. uh, and passed away, and then Tommy Hafey. But it was a good mix because Len was the sort of guy that would uh, sit down beside you and say, "Hey, you're going to beat this guy you're playing on on today. Yep. You know what he looks like and how high and what's his." What uh, leg does he kick on, and what what's this, what's that, and he'd have you thinking about the, the game before you went out. Mm. Whereas Tommy got you fit, and that that was his main, you know. So we had we had people thinking, and we also got them fit enough to be able to play, and that's um, that was the big difference between um, the football club in six. Uh, in 62 versus the football club in 65 and that's when we started to really lift and ended up playing in two grand finals and another change was the club moved from punt road to the mcg in terms of playing games was that a well, well ray dunn got you know organized that really yeah he was but those three together but also um you get a lot of confidence when you get people that our administrators, they, they were well thought of throughout the whole community and throughout the club and, and it attracted players. Len Smith attracted players. Tommy Hafey attracted players, whereas uh, our previous coaches, um, obviously it was like, are you guys training over the fence? You know, <laughs> he wasn't physically there and he, you know, there was no innovation, no real nothing. Well, who was your first coach in the seniors? Right, so it was Desi. He was, he had retired. No, he was still playing. No. No, he had retired. He'd retired. Right. But he had a pub. That's right. Yep. And he used to um, just lean over the fence. You guys training basically, and it'd be all be kick to kick, and and that's the way we played. He wouldn't lean over the fence from his pub, surely. But <laughs> he, 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 you mean he was more just yeah, having a? He was just, you know, he was that sort of that sort of guy. Yeah. He was, very casual. Um, he, he's a great footballer, but he he wasn't a real you know coach as such. And so after nice guy, he was a, a lovely guy, but that doesn't make a good coach, does it? No. And then obviously Des. I mean, at the time, I think the club was playing pretty poorly. There was one game where they didn't actually kick a goal. Well, we won four games for the year, and when we'd win a game, you'd think we won the grand final. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, nineteen sixty-three. Yeah, you're right. Oh, it was just. Awful. You're right, you beat... You and beat. I kept saying, why should we be clapping because we've beaten one of the bottom sides or whatever, you know, it's just... Yeah, in that year you beat Fitzroy, Collingwood, Carlton and Fitzroy again in, yeah. in that 63. Yeah, yeah. And I think, was it around about that time that the Richmond theme song came in? Uh, does that ring a bell? Yes, it does. Yeah, it does ring a bell. Jack Malcolmson had written it. Yeah. And he had performed it in about 1962, so you probably didn't get to sing it much... In 1963. No, we didn't. <laughs> and then in 64, Richmond won about six games. And that was... was Who was coach at that stage? Desi Rowe. Right, so Des... That was Des's last... 65 or 66, uh, Len Smith came in. I'm not sure. 60, no, I think it was 65. Yes, yes, Len came in around about that stage. And yeah. And, and then... Uh, and that's when it started to change because yeah. we had good administration, a good coach, yeah. and we had a, a plan. Whereas prior to that, it was not a plan. It was just basically uh, 
Chooks without our heads. We didn't have someone that could really lead us. And was it a smart move to move from Punt Road to the MCG? Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, it's, it's very difficult to play in such a, a small ground. And, and when it was wet, I mean, it was like a clog. You know, it was really sticky and you, infections and all that sort of stuff. I mean, it yeah. was just awful. And they could, but they could pack a crowd in there, couldn't they, sometimes? Oh, yeah. Well, sometimes you couldn't even get in. <laughs> and you were the player. <laughs> well, don't don't laugh. My first game, I couldn't get in. Only for Freddie Swift coming behind me, he said, "If you don't let this guy in, mate, we, we're not going to start the game." <laughs> and that's the only reason. Well, you would have been a young, just a young kid then. Oh yeah, they don't. Well, I look like a mascot. <laughs> I was nine stone thirteen. And how old were you? Do you remember? You would have been about 20. Oh, well, I was, I'm, I was born in 42. Yeah, so you're, what, 20, almost 21. 20, yeah, 20, going on for 21. Now, your first game, do you remember who it was against? Collingwood. The first uh, the first game was against Collingwood Reserves. Right. And the following week, I got put up on, um, on the wing uh, in the firsts. Right, and do you remember who that was against in the firsts? Don't, to be was it maybe North Melbourne? Could have been at, at Punt Road. Yeah, could have been. It was at, at Punt Road, definitely. That's because you weren't because you weren't able to get in. No, no, that's exactly right. Did, did Freddie take you to the game, or did you arrive by yourself? No, I, I arrived and I went up and knocked on the door, and they said, "No, you can't come in." I said, "Well," and then Freddie just came up behind mm. me and he said, "Well, if you don't let him in, mate, we can't start the game." <laughs> Now, you may not remember, but you kicked two goals that day. Yeah, yeah. well, I kicked uh, a, a couple of goals against Collingwood in that too. In the reserves? Like, in the reserves, and that's why they put me straight up. Well, it was a smart move, although uh, you lost your first game against North. They, they beat you by about 21 points, yep, unfortunately. Yep, yep. Uh, well, we didn't win too many games in those days. It was just, you know, pretty ordinary football. And what, 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 what position... Were you recruited for? I was recruited for a rover, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, what happened was, um, I went up behind the... Uh, there was two practice matches not, uh, be, uh, before the season in 62. And uh, I got in the practice match at um, behind the Richmond Town Hall. So it wasn't the main practice match. Mm-hmm. And, um, and up until... Uh, half time, they played me on the half forward flank, and I'd kick five goals. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then the guy said to me, "Well, you've had enough. Uh, off you go." And uh, so I went and got changed and went home. And that night, I get a phone call from Graham Richmond. Jesus, kiddo, what's your story? <laughs> and I said, "What do you mean? What's my story?" He said, "Well, you're supposed to be in the main game tomorrow." And I, I had a bit of a lending, and I said, Oh, I'm sorry, I've got a family barbecue on. <laughs> you should have heard his voice. <laughs> so you, you said, Look, I can't, I've got to go to a barbecue. Yeah, I've got to, I've organised to go to a barbecue, a family barbecue. And did, did you end up going? No, I went to the footy, of course. I was going to say. I was just, uh, I was just having a lending. Okay. And anyway, he said, God, oh, you've got to make it. You know, he, or, anyway, I ended up going and I played all right in that and then I played against Collingwood in the first game mm. and I got up 
upgraded into the first, and I was there for. Well, then I played in the second year. I and I played Victoria in '64. Uh, uh, Did you really? Yep. Five games I played Victoria, '64-'65. So is it the is it you know the Victorian teams that we sort of think of these days? Was yep. it was it you know the yeah, senior we Victorian South Australia and all that? Yeah. So where did you play those games? Uh, well, I played uh, one in Adelaide, and I played a couple on the MCG, and uh, you know they had uh, like Carl Dietrich as the ruckman, and we had uh, Teddy Whitten at centre forward, and I normally played on the wing. Right. Okay. You must have thought all your Christmases had come at once, Bill. Oh no, it was good. Yeah, Especially yeah. when you've got Teddy Whitney in your team. Well, well, considering where I came from, Hay, <laughs> and played rugby at school. Right. So you were from Hay, did you say? Yep. Yeah. And then I, Mum signed me up at the at the show uh, for the state bank, and then I was asked to uh, physically. Uh, go and have a game with the State Bank. And I said, well, look, I haven't played. Uh, Football? Yeah, I, I said, I'll play rugby, but if, I'll, I'll go and have a game. And he, and he said, well, you can get off at 4.30. So I got off at 4.30. Yep. And, uh, and that was uh, that was when it all started. And then I, the following year, I, I played, that's when I played for Victoria in the amateurs. Now, you said you were signed up at a show. Is that what you were saying? No, I signed up at the show uh, for the State Bank. The show? Yeah, the Royal Melbourne show. They ha- all had offices there and uh, recruiting things and all that sort of stuff. And Mum got it organised because I was still in Hay. Right. And uh, she went to the show and yep. uh, organised it. Then I went and had an interview when I came down and that's how it all... She got you a job. She got me a job. While she was at the Royal Melbourne show. That's, that's, tr- that's tremendous. <laughs> And, uh... Well, Dad died when I was eight, so... And I lived with uh, Mum's sister. Right, okay. That's how all that started as well, so, you know... So did you find in a sense that people like Len Smith and Tom Hafey were maybe a a father figure to you then? Oh, yeah. Considering you lost your father himself quite old, quite young. Yeah, you know, they they were like family, Richmond, after a while. I mean, you know, you do, don't you? You Well, I've spent ten years there. Yeah. No. You did too, and you, you saw, you, you know, you're one of those people who are very interesting because you saw the club when they were at their lowest. Yep. Winning, you know, the, your four games in '63. Did you think at that stage the club was going to even make a grand final or a final? No. At all, but in your time at Richmond? Yep, no. Until such time as those three guys got together. Yep. And then I was confident. Right. That's, uh, that, that was the big changing point for the club because uh, they were just really good administrators and uh, what they they looked for things and they had a good recruiting officers and, and they just they, they did it well I mean if you if you're running a business and, and you've got a good business brain things happen don't they yeah. but if you haven't nothing happens <laughs> so and uh, and that's what we were we were just treading water basically we're doing nothing yeah. except uh, going out there and we grew the crowd we had some good crowds but uh, but when these guys got got it and got all these like the you know Kevin Bartlett and Royce Hartz and and uh, Dickie Clay and uh, who else uh, Francis Burke 
all of these guys came in about the same time, about 60, 66, yep. around that era. And, uh, yeah, so it was, it was, uh, it was really interesting because, uh, prior to that, the people we got, we, you know, were really not, uh, hmm. not athletes then, but, you know, they, they were, they were good guys, but, but they weren't really good footballers or good prospects as yep. such. But these guys, they've kept pulling them from all over the country. These people wanted to come. That Did was the big difference. Did you have to, I mean, uh, to, to make it into a side, maybe in 64 and 65 and 66, did you have, uh, you know, a competitor who was also trying for the roving position as well? Oh, yes. Who was that? Oh, there was, there was, a, there was a number of them. Oh, maybe Peter Hogan was one, was he? Yeah. Yeah, Peter the Hogan. late Peter Hogan, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was probably the first of the known players. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Because he came from Portland, didn't he? Yeah, down that way. So he was already an established person in he terms of... A, he was an established rover and he was he was built well, you know, and he was quick. He, he had a lot of attributes, whereas most of the other guys were coming up from the junior levels, but they hadn't been trained properly either. And we were lucky when we got Tommy because Tommy was a successful coach in Shepparton. Yeah, yeah. And, and he came in uh, to cover for, after Len Smith mm. and that was a good mix as well, as I said, because of the you had they had your thinking, hmm. but also got you fit enough to be able to act as well. So, other than Peter Hogan, um, who you're right, you know, came in and was a very established rover at the time. Who else sort of was around that stage for you? Uh, Frankie Dimitina. Of course, yes. Yeah, that's right. It was Dimitina, but I, I in those days I I was playing mostly on the wing. Right. And I used to play, you know, against all of them, and and uh, they were. They were good. Now you were you. It's strange because when I think of wingmen, you know Richmond had quite tall wingmen. Well, that's what happened when Len Smith came in. Right. He said, "I want tall wingmen." <laughs> so what are we going to do with you, Brownie? I said, "Well, I don't know." He said, "Well, we're going to give you a road." Right. So that's what happened. Now. And was was that easy for you to adjust to? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I'd play anywhere really, but I I wasn't big, but I used to I used to think, "How can I beat these guys?" And yeah. that was. That was the difference. I mean, I always used to think, how can I beat them? But um, whereas a lot of the guys didn't think about the game at all. The, the Paddy Ganains and these guys, I mean, they were big enough to, you know, pull off a couple of marks and kick a couple of goals. But uh, but some of the smaller guys, um, and see, you've, you've looked back and the Freddie Swifts and, and all, they could all kick and do things, but they weren't fit enough and they weren't, you know... It's, mm. it's amazing how things really changed in two or three years to to make them the, the Tigers a real force. But all the others did the same, didn't they? They, yeah. uh, they, they were paying, you know, like we got $10 a game. How much did you get for the State Savings Bank? What, was your, what was your pay there at the bank? Nothing. Nothing. At the bank? At the bank. Why's that? Well, <laughs> you're working for them. And no, no, they didn't. They didn't. Uh, well, I was only a kid. I was nineteen or something. They paid. They you did both. pay. See, Neville Crow, Neville Crow played for the bank as well. Right. And so did. Um, um, there was a couple of other uh, ex-Richmond players played for the bank. 
Right. So, but that was there was no there was no payment for playing for no, the footy team. Amateur. How, how much? How about working for the bank? How much did you get for that? Oh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> they they didn't pay big dough either. I mean, it was yeah, yeah, like yeah, you played. In actual fact, at the latter part of the the the, the games, uh, I used to get bloody twenty dollars put in my pocket by a guy from Western Australia. He had a so what was his name? Uh, it was Brown too. He was um, Jeff Brown. Remember? Oh, he, a he supporter. To, sorry. He was a, he was a well known supporter with the club, wasn't he? Yes, he he used to fly over from Western Australia every week. That's right. Yep. Yeah, and he used to wear a black uh, one black shoe and one yellow shoe and a top yep. hat and oh god, he used to, and he had uh, you know a, a yellow jacket and black pants and he yep. was, oh he just lived in. But he used to he used to back the the Tigers, and at that stage, well, we we're winning most of our games, mm. and he he just uh, and there was yeah, four or five guys that uh, he'd say you guys played well today, and next week you'd find in your shorts or whatever the uh, twenty bucks, oh, and it'd be double what the the Tigers were paying you. That was tremendous. It's it's yeah. like he was like uh, paying you under the table. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. <laughs> When you came in about 62, 63, you're one of the, the, the few people who would have a memory of a young Kevin Bartlett. Oh, yeah, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. What was he like when he first started, do you remember? Well, you look back on... See, there was the biggest, the biggest thing I, I noticed was the kids that came from a background uh, of not a lot, they were very keen to do things. Hmm. Like, um, you got... Uh, Kevin Bartlett, mm. yeah, you had uh, Kevin Sheedy. Yeah. Those guys wanted to. They, you know, whereas you had a, a guy that, to me, looked like he was going to be, oh, the best player, Ross Warner. Remember him? Yes. He was a, a guy, 6'3", good-looking guy, could jump, run, but couldn't get a kick. Yeah. Uh, and but he didn't have to. Yeah. His father owned all the nurseries in Melbourne. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's a big difference. Yeah. And you you get the guys that are uh, really from a, a background similar to myself and Kevin and and Sheedy and those guys, and some of the country boys. You know they they were you know not flashed with dough. Mm. And uh, but gee, those, it makes it difference if you have to you know what i mean mm, indeed and i think ross is still associated with the nursery business too oh i would think down so. in melbourne his father owned oh he was uh, but he see he didn't have to and and he, he struggled yeah and yet he, he should have been oh he had everything yeah but he just couldn't get a kick and then we get to 1967 a, a tremendous year for richmond when yep. they won the premiership and here you are playing in that grand final uh, probably think to yourself, how is this possible? After you know, four years earlier, the club yeah, was well, just. Uh, it was, yeah, yeah, but see, we were we had some huge crowds, sixty six, sixty seven. We, we, you know, if we played Essendon, there'd be eighty thousand there, or, <laughs> or Collingwood, or Carlton. Yes. So it didn't seem, but you know, when you think back, you know, at Punt Road, we had twenty thousand, and and the the ground was full. <laughs> even if it was twenty thousand, maybe even fifteen or fourteen thousand. Mm. Uh, 
but uh, yeah, it was just such a difference. And uh, yeah. What, what what what's your memories of the '67 premiership, Bill? If you uh, take a moment to think back, what are some of the visions you see or the sounds? Oh yeah, oh the, you know it was it was a buzz, but um, as I said, we, we we were playing in front of big crowds anyway. So 80,000 to 110, because most of the, the once it's 80, it, it used to fill all the seats, mm-hmm. and all the rest of the crowds were standing up. Mm-hmm. And, and in 69, that, that's when they changed it all, and they said everybody had to be seated, because we they burst onto the ground <laughs> around the boundary line. That's right, yeah. From the members. Mm. And, and then they stopped it all and said, no, we can't have that. So uh, from now on... Uh, you know, no standing room, it's all seats. So, mm. and therefore, that's when it's the, the crowds dropped from 119,000, I think, against Carlton. Mm. Um, they dropped down to about 90, 80-odd, 85. You know, that, you know, there's a famous moment in the 67 grand final, you probably know what I'm going to say, where Royce Hart takes a mark, and there's a photograph of it, and who's right near that? Me, waiting for a hand pass. I didn't get it. <laughs> there it is, plain as day, the number 40. Um, can you actually remember your first-hand account of Royce's mark? Or is it all a bit of a blur now? No, it's a, it, it, it is a blur, but I, I remember him taking it. I yeah. mean, he was up, up a mile, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, no... Uh, I, I, Seen some great marks. Roger Dean was a good mark for his size. Yeah, you know uh, they all—they're all different. But uh, Royce could mark. He, he got cut across a pack, and um, yeah, he was—he was really that, you know. And he was a good kick. So he's a good top player. Does it su- did it surprise you that he took that kind of mark? No, no. Yeah. If you saw him, you know he's—he was an—he was an athlete. Really, yeah. he was a jumper. He could, you know. He was quick. He he had all the attributes to being a, a superstar, which he was. Well, you had a front row seat to that mark. So, is it you know is it one of the great marks? Oh yeah, yeah. Because oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know really how high he got up because the camera's you know from above sort of thing. Well, he was well above me. <laughs> That's right, isn't it? And I and I'm I'm six. Uh, sorry, I'm uh, I'm what was uh, my height? What five eight were you or? Uh, yeah, about five eight. Yeah. And he was above you, yeah, you were looking up. But even even uh, Graham Richmond, when I first started, he said, I said, I'm nine stone 13 and I'm five, five seven. He said, no. He said, we can't put that in the in the, uh, the paper. Right. So I ended up at, uh, five nine and 11 stone. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, you kicked three goals, I think, in that grand final. I did, three goals, five. Oh, Bill! What happened there? Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 what are your memories of your goals and also your misses? Oh well, uh, you know, it's, a lot of them were, you know, touched. Mm. Uh, but yeah, but I, I was pleased because I, I at least <laughs> got eight kicks. Yeah. Yeah, I, I played all right. I did. I did all right that day. Absolutely. Were you uh, anywhere? Pretty. Well, I, 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 I was a top scorer. Of the day. Yeah. Not many people would remember that, but you're no. exactly right. No. Maybe, were you best on ground? Maybe, Bill. Yeah, well, some of the papers had me best on ground. Yeah. And they had Billy Barrett best on ground, and uh, but, you know, 
that we're all different. So Billy, um, Billy got a lot of kicks, and his big drop kicks. Everybody sort of loves those, or used to love them. Yeah. And um, no, but yeah, so. Look, I, I need to ask: Was Freddie Swift's mark over the goal line? Yep. Where were you at the time? I was uh, roving. Right. And uh, I wasn't far away. Really, you were near there. To me, to me, he was, and but he did it so quick. Mm. <laughs> it's like some of these guys today. Mm. How often was that out of bounds? Yeah. You know, I mean, mm. they, they they throw the hand out and just push it, push yep. it out straight away, and people don't pick it up. So your, you know, your your thought is that perhaps it was over the line. Yeah, it was to me. It looked like it was. Yes. Well, you know, it's one of those contentious issues that everyone will talk about forever. Yeah, but look, there always is, isn't yeah. there? Oh, yeah. With any game. Mind you, Roger Dean took a great mark as well. Yeah, well, he does. He, he, he takes some good marks of his size. I mean... He crashed into the goalpost to take it, I think. Yeah, yeah. But, um, no, he's courageous, but he can also take a mark. He was good. And after the grand final, Bill, they did a lap of honour. Yep. I think Tommy was up on some players' shoulders. Do you remember the lap of honour? Yep. Were you just... What was the emotion? Were you waving to people? What do you remember? Yeah, well, you were. You were just elated <laughs> that... Uh, well, how long was it before they'd won it? Oh, 20, 24 20 years, years, yeah. Yep. 27 years before they'd won a grand final. So, yeah, everybody was totally... And and uh, you walked out of the dressing room and they were crying and, oh, God, it was emotional. Was your Was your mother there to see yeah, well, I didn't think she was, but she was. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't want my mum to go. Right, because of nerves, or...? No, no, because uh, uh, she uh, she had a go at the umpire at um, at the state bank. <laughs> because I got, a, I got whacked in the nose and my uh, black eye and split lip. Yep. And uh, she came, with, and we used to park the cars around the ground. And uh, anyway, um, she came around and she had an umbrella in her hand and she said, why don't you buy a book of rules and bloody read and did you see him get whacked? And, she's, and everybody was saying, who's that out there? I said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, you're never coming to football again. Right. And that's, that, that was it. But um, uh, my wife and... That organised her tickets and everything, and she went and saw the game, and so, so, so that was good. At what point did you know she was there? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't until afterwards, until uh, oh, about a week later they told me. <laughs> a week later? Yeah. Goodness. <laughs> now I think I think for winning the well, '67 and '69, the club or the league handed out medallions, didn't they? Yep, I've got them. They're, so they're fantastic. Yeah, they're, they're with. Um, Were they given out at the on at the game? Do you remember or? Uh, yes, they they were. I'm sure they were. Yeah, but they we had them in uh, not so much around around your neck, they right? Were in, um, uh, like plastic things. Cases, yeah, yeah I've cases, the stands. Uh, yeah, stands, and so it wasn't a sort of a, a wrap around medallion. Yeah. Uh, um, so that yep, that's uh, I've still got those in my in my keep. Well, before I go, I, I need to ask you about 1969 because yep. then 
Oh, well, 68, I don't think Richmond made the finals, did they, from memory? No. The, the grand final, they didn't. Yeah. They didn't. Yeah, it was, um, it was a disappointing year, but it's amazing how the clubs do that. <laughs> There's a lot of clubs that have done the same thing. Yeah, you're right, actually, you're right. Yeah, they just... Um, I guess they get overconfident or they feel like, you know, it's going to be easy, we're going to win another one, and uh, uh, it creeps up on you and, and knocks you around. <laughs> but we, we came back in 69 against Carlton. Your memories of that grand final? Yep, yep, yeah. I, I didn't play as well, but, uh, oh. yeah, I was still in it and still hand-passing. And... Who were you playing on, do you remember? We won. That was the main thing, <laughs> I played on several players actually, so I played on the wing and on, on the as rover, and I, and then I went to half forward. Uh, we had a, a, you know, stopped and changed and right. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, and did you did you kick any goals? Uh, no. Right. No. Uh, I kicked a couple of points, I think. Again. And uh, <laughs> and, uh, and but I gave a I gave a few wonder Billy and. Uh, a couple to Royce. Gary Crane I played on. Right, so that you probably yeah, played, played on... The... I played, yeah, I played on him during that game. Uh, Brian Quirk? Yeah, Quirky. Yeah. yeah, he's on the wing. Uh, Sid Jackson, Robert Walsh. Yeah, Sid City, I played on him a couple of times. Oh, really? Yeah. Gee, miss. Who did you play on in the 67 grand final, do you remember? Uh, 67. Against Geelong. Uh, Polinelli. Oh, right. I, I played on him. Uh, he had the last kick of the game, actually. Yeah. Went through yeah. for a point. Yeah. Yeah, well, I played on him, and uh, I I played on uh, the back pocket player. No, it wasn't Jeff Rosnow, was it? It was Rosnow. Yeah, you're right. Right. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Tex Rosnow. Yeah. So after the '69, you played. Oh no, you played '70 and '71 with the club. Yep. Uh, and then was it just? Uh, I mean, we're talking a, by this stage. You've got 130 games. Yeah, 139. I think I played. Right. And uh, and I left the club and uh, I got a job, uh, supervisor job uh, in Newcastle for oh. Avco Financial Services. Yeah. And uh, I was looking after uh, Canberra and right up to uh, Newcastle. And who was that for? Avco Financial Services. Avco. Yeah, they used to uh, sponsor Carlton and. Um, a- are we talking AVCO? That's it. Aviation Corporation, it used to be, but it was a finance company. Oh, interesting. And and they used to sponsor Sturt uh, in Adelaide, mm. uh, Carlton, and also a couple of North Sydney Rugby League, and that, so they were into the sponsorships of football. And your last year at Richmond, I mean, the club made the finals and lost in the preliminary final to St Kilda. Yep. Um, you know, which I think was your last game. Yep, that, that was it. <laughs> At the time, did you know it was your last game? Uh, well, uh, when I got this opportunity, I thought, well, I'm, you know, I had to cook knees and, you uh, know, a few yeah. things. And I thought, well, yeah. really, I should, yeah. you know, think about uh, yeah. uh, the other side of uh, the coin and, sure. and and look after myself as, and, uh, and earn some dough as well. Just finally, do you, do you, have you been to any of the reunions that have happened, Bill? Yep, yep, and I went down to Crowey's thing. Uh, remember, I said I could maybe. Of course, up. yes, uh, of yeah, course. I, and uh, yeah, I go to the, I go to some of the reunions. 
Not Ian, all of them, but some of them. Ian Wilson has one every year. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, I, don't, I don't. I haven't been to uh, uh, Wilson's, and but I I've played a couple of uh, golf games in Barry when Barry sort of organises them. Barry Cameron. Yep. Sure. And um, and I've been down to a few of the luncheons and Tommy has. Tommy's always is in contact. Yeah, of he course he is. All the time. And. Um, do people recognise you, Bill, as a premiership player? Do you uh, find that some really, people can't... I recognise me. I'm amazed. Um, <laughs> uh, 21 years after I'd finished, yeah. I was in Adelaide. Right. And I'm sitting there and I'm having a beer with the guy that works here. Yep. He's from Adelaide. And yep. I'm sitting there and we're having a beer. And um, next minute this guy comes up to me and says, uh, Billy Brown, number 40. <laughs> and... and uh, Richard, the guy from here, said, oh, you've set that up. You've done, you yep. have a clue who this guy is. Yep. <laughs> so, obviously, he recognised me, so I don't know. Isn't it funny how it works, Bill? Yeah, Isn't it, it is. funny? But, you know, once you're a premiership player, you're always a premiership player. Yeah. They can't take that away from you. No, that's true. They can't. They can't. And there's not too many people play for Victoria either in those days. I was, I was pretty pleased to play with all those guys. Mm. And uh, and I played on Carhill in one of them over in Adelaide. Yeah, oh, he's a good player. Yeah. He's their captain. Yeah. Yeah, no, but yeah, so I played on some good players and uh, and had a great time and really enjoyed, you know, my 10 years, basically. Well, I know Richmond supporters are very thankful, uh, especially for your uh, two premierships that you gave us, so... Um uh, I'm sure that um, supporters have always been uh, very good to you as well during your time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you probably I, had some... I even had a, a young girl have a doll with little Billy Brown on it. <laughs> she sent me letters and, oh, God. And, and sometimes when you looked out on the ground, you would see, you know, banners, Billy Brown 40 and that sort of thing. You know, I mean, supporters would actually take an ownership of you, wouldn't they? They would pick you. Yeah, well... It's amazing the number of people that uh, recognise when they when they know it's me, they say number forty. Oh. I don't know why, because maybe it's the biggest number. Yeah. And I never changed it. Yeah. Uh, whereas a lot of people, you know, change it to lower numbers, uh, and then they uh, the club wouldn't let me change it. But I think you're right because it's such a high number, and it's appeared in premierships, you know, it, it sort of somehow stays in your mind. Well, it must, because yeah. um, the, the number of people, as soon as they say Billy Brown, number 40 comes out. I think also the fact that, you know, when Royce has taken that mark, you've got your back to the camera, just showing off your number to the photographer. <laughs> I think that helps a bit too, Bill. Well, it could have, yeah, it could have, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's amazing. But then again, I think a lot of them would say... Um, Who's number 40 then? <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're doing the reverse. They're going, who's that guy watching Royce Hart? And then they look it up and, they, they, you know, they, maybe that's what it is because that photo seems to be around everywhere, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't got it on your wall, Bill. No. <laughs> you haven't? Uh, and even when we won the grand final up here for North Shore, um, I had the, the cup here and he had me on his shoulders and I had the cup. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was right on the front page of one of the papers. It's amazing the number of people say, I saw you in that photo. Oh, so you're almost famous in two photos, Bill. (laughs) 
I mean, and that one was for which team? It wasn't me taking the big mark for them or that. No, but you're on you're on someone's shoulders, weren't yeah, you? I was on, uh, yeah, I was on uh, Petura, John Petura. Yep. So you're on John Petura's shoulders. Yeah. Uh, and what and, year was this? And holding the cup after we'd won the grand final, and and to be tri- and it was very similar because they hadn't won it for 23 years either. Well, it's fascinating to speak to you, Bill. It really has been a pleasure. Okay. Uh, and I, I very much appreciate that. That's all right. And if you're down in Melbourne, I'll make sure we catch up. Okay. Okay. Righto. Enjoy your day. See you, Rick. Thanks, mate. Bye. See ya.